Welcome back to CityCast. I'm your host, Julia Menezes, and today we're talking about citizen delegations, one of the main ways that city council members can hear from the public. In the city of Hamilton, any citizen can sign up to delegate to council through an online registration form, which provides them with five minutes to speak about an issue that is important to them, and then respond to questions asked by councillors. Our guests today are Gabriella Christopher and Ned Nolan, both of whom have experienced delegating to Hamilton City Council on issues related to street safety. Let's jump right into the conversation. My name is Gabriella Christopher. Um, I'm a recent graduate of the Bachelor of Health Sciences program at McMaster, and I was an alumni from the 2019 City Lab semester in residence. Through my experience at City Lab, I had become really passionate about active and multimodal transportation and transportation justice in general. And so I felt inspired to kind of speak to how the city could improve cycling transportation specifically and make make that more accessible for all ages and abilities. So I delegated at the um, like public budget delegation day in February of 2020. So just kind of before the pandemic, um, I had watched some council meetings and I just felt like there was maybe a, a lack of knowledge on some of the topics and felt that coming from a regular citizen might kind of demonstrate that this is an issue that the public cares about, not just a certain organization, but students and and citizens. Our second guest also feels strongly about the importance of citizen voices at City Hall. Good morning. Yeah, my name is Ned Nolan, Um, also a graduate of McMaster, but pretty long time ago, and currently working in Hamilton as a lawyer. I've been involved with delegating to the city and advocating on behalf of some municipal issues for many years. I'm a lifelong Hamiltonian and uh, former president of the Kirkendall Neighborhood Association. Although both Gabriella and Ned have advocated on topics relating to safer streets, their experiences delegating have been very different. For starters, Gabriella delegated for the first time in February of 2020 during an in-person delegation. I had never delegated before, didn't really know much about it, but my counselor visited McMaster and brought it up. So the process was like, you registered online through a form and said what it was that you wanted to talk about and submitted any slides or presentation that you had uh, to go along with it. And then because it was in person, you'd show up on the day and not really know when you were gonna go or how long it was gonna take. I would say, I think because it was the public delegation day, I did feel comfortable. Um, It was pretty informal and you didn't need to know all the processes, but it was still intimidating in in some sense, not knowing those processes. Um, But it was an overall like positive experience. Mostly I would say that I just felt like incredible support from other people delegating that day. Like I remember sitting in the, in the space for for the public and just feeling very encouraged. And of course I was really nervous. Overall a positive experience, but in large part because of community support. (laughs) It wasn't just community support that Gabriella received. Following her delegation, several counselors expressed an interest in improving the safety of cycling infrastructure in their wards. 
Here's what Ward 2 Counselor Jason Farr had to say after Gabriella's delegation. Gabriella, no question. I just want to thank you as well. You're obviously very knowledgeable. I'm in Ward 2 downtown. Lucky we have uh, some safer infrastructure with some protection on Bay and Herkimer and Charlton and Cannon, but there's certainly other lanes that are simply the painted line. There are other ways outside of this budget to get to a budget-related question, and that's area rating capital reserve for Ward 2. So there's a bit of, res of a reserve right now set aside to just add some protection and uh, some safety to the bike lanes we have existed. And so through you, Chair, I will ask a question. I was just going to make a statement, but would you be willing to email me and let me know which unprotected lanes currently in Ward 2 you see as a, more of a priority to protect than, than, than others. Would you do that? Absolutely, absolutely. Area rating special capital reserves are funds available to Hamilton's former eight wards to help with infrastructure costs. Following Councillor Farr's remarks, councillors from Ward 1 and Ward 3 also expressed an interest in using some of their area rating funds to address cycling safety. As Gabriella describes, this was a tangible outcome. That felt like a, a positive outcome and, you know, I was able to follow up, but then of course the pandemic happened and so priorities changed and, you know, even my communication definitely was not as um, consistent as, as I hope it would have been outside of the pandemic. Um, and so that lost its momentum, I guess, but intangibly, I think not just myself, but the community coming out to make their voices heard around complete streets, safety for cyclists, pedestrians, active transportation, like all these issues and, and how they are intertwined, I think has made you know some progress. It hasn't happened yet, but we did see kind of a, a pandemic recovery report that mentioned adding protection on York Boulevard. And so hoping again that these things start happening. I mean, we saw the Kitty Access Trail open, which was amazing. So I think there is progress in that sense. And on a personal level, I guess, one of the biggest outcomes was having the opportunity to like see other people delegate on other issues. And I felt, you know, even watching a council meeting or watching people delegate online was a totally different experience. I, I guess inspired is a strong word, but it, it was really inspiring to see other people speak to other issues. For instance, I remember seeing Sarah Jama delegate on the issue of, of snow clearing of sidewalks in Hamilton. And, you know, this has been an ongoing issue for a long time, but I was so moved by her presentation and it became something that I hadn't thought that much about before, but has become really important to me. So I think seeing other people delegate and share their personal experiences was also a positive outcome of the process. Gabriella's delegation was to the General Issues Committee, one of approximately eight committees that citizens can delegate to in the city of Hamilton. These include standing committees composed of all members of city council, like the General Issues Committee and also Public Works. But there are also subcommittees, like the Municipal Heritage Committee, which includes only a select few city council members. As Ned explains, the process can seem confusing, but city councillors are there to help. There's certain committees that you can delegate to and some that you can't, and I, I can't keep track, but uh, I've always worked with the ward councillor on that to understand uh, when would be the most appropriate time for the city councillors to hear 
whatever it is that <laughs> me or the Neighborhood Association wants to speak about. Ned's most recent delegation was to the Public Works Committee on the topic of street calming for Aberdeen Avenue, an arterial road that runs through Hamilton's Kirkendale South neighborhood. He first delegated on the issue six years ago on behalf of the Kirkendale Neighborhood Association, where, like Gabriella, Ned had a positive experience. I was there with a group. The gallery was full of community supporters for our cause. It felt inspiring to be part of a movement, making our voice heard to the decision makers. So that, that's a very healthy democratic experience. Five years later, Ned found himself delegating on the same issue, this time virtually. After his first delegation, city staff had drafted a safe streets report for Aberdeen that recommended adding a lane for parked cars as a buffer between drivers and pedestrians. Several opponents to these changes voiced their concern about this plan, and the issue soon became the subject of controversy. When Ned returned to delegate on the issue in September of 2020, his experience wasn't so positive. I thought I was there with the most uncontroversial ask possible because I was just saying, keep doing what you've already voted to do and don't listen to this hyperbole about how, how terrible the traffic calming plan is. Which, by the way, the, the traffic calming plan was just a plan to add some parking spaces along Aberdeen to act as a bit of a buffer between the roaring traffic and kids walking to school, which has happened. It did pass. That's another subject as to whether it's very helpful or, or not, because the street is still pretty nasty. But anyway, I was there just to say, do the parking uh, lane and uh, your staff think it's a great idea. They're the experts. You've already voted to do something. So why don't you do this? And uh, what happened was uh, a number of angry councillors, sort of old boys club councillors, somehow got it in their mind that I'm an activist. I'm their enemy. I have some adversarial relationship with them because I'm I care about my daughter's safety when I'm walking her to Montessori and just grilled me on the subject. I, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't expecting it. And it, it wasn't even about listening to my answers. It was about sort of turning me into an example or just a soundboard for them to espouse their political views on the subject. I was called names. I was called a liar. I was called a hypocrite. Some counselors uh, were red in the face yelling at me over Zoom. So major deficit of courtesy and respect, totally unprofessional from some of these counselors. I was pretty shocked about it. I mean, in my, in my professional life, I sort of take for granted a certain professionalism and decorum when you're having an argument or a debate about the merits of an issue. And what I experienced last year with some of these counselors was not that at all. It was extremely unprofessional, like angry, childish, offensive stuff that really made it personal against me, which made it a difficult experience for me because it was, it was very personal. During a typical citizen's delegation, questions from council last between five to 10 minutes. Following Ned's delegation, Counselors spoke or asked questions for more than 40 minutes. 
Here's an excerpt from that question period, where Ward 12 Councillor Lloyd Ferguson spoke. I represent the people of Ancaster, and while I don't, I suspect they didn't sign the petition, I'm certainly hearing from them and getting letters in from them, mainly because it's an arterial road. You should expect there's traffic on it, and if you want a quiet street, you shouldn't move to Aberdeen Avenue. Later on, some councillors, including Ward 14 Councillor Terry Whitehead, had more to say about Aberdeen as an arterial road. This goes well beyond a local street. So the first point that was made is, did you not know the, uh, the, the desire, the design, the practice on Aberdeen before you bought your home? By the end of question period, the chair of the committee reminded council members that question period during citizens' delegations is a time for questions and not debate. Although Ned describes this specific instance delegating as negative, there were positive outcomes. We did get what we were there to get, which is the city's ratification of the staff recommendation to add the parking buffer. That's because what was going to happen is one of the councillors was going to bring a motion to quash it. We reorganized to push back against that. And it was clear to the councillor who was going to bring that motion to quash it that he didn't have the votes to, to succeed. So after, our, after my delegation and some other people delegated as well, he didn't even bring the motion to quash it. So it went ahead. And I think that's because of the, the work we did. So despite the fact that it was not an enjoyable experience, I mean, it doesn't really matter whether I enjoyed myself. What matters is the cause. I, I can handle what happened. I didn't enjoy it, but I can handle it. And I, I certainly wouldn't want to discourage other people who care about issues in their community from making their voices heard. Following Ned's negative experience delegating to council, many Hamiltonians began asking whether citizens' delegations are truly an effective way for the city to hear from the public. We asked Ned and Gabriella for their thoughts on the effectiveness of the delegation process. I think it is effective. I don't really have a problem with the process. I don't know whether there's a correlation between the negative experience I had and doing it over Zoom. You know, there's that saying that, you know, when you're online, you're sort of nastier than you would normally be because there's less of a, like a, a human element. So maybe that's part of what's going on there. And when I'm face-to-face -face with counselors, they treat me with a little bit more respect and humanity. I've had a number of other experiences as well in other years speaking to city council and delegating. And by and large, it is a positive experience. It's an important thing to do. And the more of us do it and try to educate uh, these people who, some of whom have been in their jobs for 30 years uh, and are maybe a little bit out of touch with reality and the grassroots these days, the better that is for our democracy. It's not just about changing someone's mind or having them vote the right way. It's about creating more consciousness in your community about the issues you're there to speak about. It's about meeting like-minded people and forming movements and boosting your counselors' sense that they're doing the right thing that the community wants them to do, which makes them 
more powerful advocates. So I think the process is good. I mean, it could be a little more accessible in terms of knowing when you're supposed to go throughout the day, knowing what kind of forms you have to fill out. But again, I think depending on your counselor, you can get a lot of the support you need on those technical issues from the counselor and from the city clerk. I would echo a lot of what Ned has said. I think absolutely citizen delegations should be an effective way for the city to hear from the public. As he mentioned, it's one of the most powerful tools we have as the public to make our voices heard. That said, I think it is kind of contingent on council respecting community engaged opinions and valuing community engaged opinions. So whether that's coming out of a, a delegation and really listening to what's being said and not attacking somebody, but also having effective engagement prior to a decision being made, because sometimes it's too late. Like you're, you're making a decision about a very minute detail. And it, the question is really like, should this even be happening in the first place? Not should it happen this way or this way, for instance. So I think definitely it is an effective tool, but it, it needs to be valued and respected um, for, for it, to, it to be effective. Respect from council members is not the only factor needed for citizen delegations to be effective. As Gabriella describes, there are also barriers built into the delegation process. You don't know when you're going to go. And so as a result, um, it, it's really challenging if you're somebody who has a commitment work-wise or family-wise during the day and can't just take, you know, extended unknown periods out of your day to, to go to council, maybe less so when it's virtual and you can kind of, you know, just have it next to you while you're doing other things. So maybe continuing to make virtual delegations an option and, and normalized, I guess, after the pandemic. Also, communication about public delegation days and, and your opportunity to delegate as a citizen. I didn't really know that was an option, a thing that I could just sign up to do until, you know, somebody told me I could do that. So I don't know if that's really the city's role to, like, not advertise, but just make it known that, like, we want to hear your voice, whether that is a delegation or otherwise. Both Gabriella and Ned commented on the fact that the opportunity to delegate is not widely promoted by the city. Still, both agree that the process is valuable. On a personal level, it made me more comfortable being engaged in municipal issues. And just prior to my delegation, I was hesitant if, you know, one person delegating is really going to make a huge change, regardless of the issue. And I think in some ways, I guess I still kind of feel that way. Like I've heard some really powerful delegations and still heard council vote the opposite way. So I guess I feel more engaged, but also not completely hopeful. It's also important to mention that there are other ways that the community can make their voices heard. Certainly like writing an email to your counselor or providing a written delegation is also an option. We've seen virtual delegations now, which can be another option. And if social media is your jam, you can bring awareness to an issue through social media. So it doesn't have to be a one size fits all kind of approach. I really like what Gabriella said about other mechanisms also being important. Delegating the city is by no means the be-all and end-all of how you should focus your engagement. 
but to the extent that we're just talking about that mechanism right now, um, there are, I think, some baked in problems with the process. Gabriella touched on one of them, which is you never know when when you're going to go and uh, you don't really understand the process. So it's a huge time commitment to prepare and then to you know take the time off during working hours usually to actually uh, sit there all day or for a good chunk of the day. Despite these barriers, Gabriella and Ned hope that more Hamiltonians will consider delegating. They share the following advice for those that do. Do it and don't stop there. <laughs> And uh, be prepared, know your, know your uh, stuff and don't, don't back down just because you're uh, maybe asked some tough questions. Um, I think in a way that the fact that my, one of my many experiences doing this was not a positive one, uh, personally, um, probably even backfired against the counselors who were going on the offensive against against me and and the others who were uh, advocating for what I was advocating for so it was like I, I've said earlier it was it was a political success although uh, a very minor one but uh, in other words the the negative experience like is is very manageable and um, if it's going to happen and and might even be a, a source of like political victory because I think these counselors ended up looking very bad um, in the public eye for for the way they handled themselves. I would again echo, I guess, a lot of what uh, Ned has said. Um, do it. It's not as intimidating as it sounds, and you don't need to like hold a powerful position at some organization to have your voice heard. You can go as a citizen, and sometimes that's even more powerful because they they see how important it is to you that you're just going as a person. So with that in mind, I guess one previous thing that Ned said about reaching out to your counselor and the city clerk if you have questions about the process and how things work. I personally didn't do that. I didn't know that I could just email the city clerk if I wanted to. So definitely take advantage of those resources and other resources within the community of people who might have prior experience delegating or be passionate about the same issue, just to help you feel that sense of community going into the process. But absolutely do it, go for it, make your, make your voice heard. Has this episode inspired you to delegate to council? Citizen delegate registration forms are available on the City of Hamilton's website at hamilton.ca slash council committee. As always, you can send any questions or comments to citycast at citylabsir.org or reach out to us on social media at citylabsir. Thanks for listening.